You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The regular season is almost complete, which means it's almost complete for the San Diego Padres. But uh, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of ending the season on a high note, as high as you can for a team that's not going to the playoffs. Let's talk to A.J. Casavell about everything going on with that. I'm Allison Footer. Um, A.J., I don't know. I, I, I guess I'm kind of like an optimistic person by nature when I read coverage of all the different teams. But as we talked last time about the really top prospects that were coming up to the Padres to, so that the front office could kind of get a good look at them, um, I don't know. I think this, is, this just bodes well for the future. So I want to focus on Manny Margot because he's pretty much the one that everybody's watching the most. Uh, what are kind of some of your early observations of him? He's clearly a very fast guy. Uh, what have you seen from him? Well, it, so far, I mean, he, he's the youngest of the bunch, and it seems like that is not even the slightest bit of a hurdle. Uh, he plays the game kind of with this infectious energy uh, that you like to see from a guy his age. He uh, he kind of does a little bit of everything. He, he, run, he runs. He's, he's as quick as they come. He, uh, he covers an unbelievable amount of ground in center field, and when he hits the ball, the ball kind of seems to jump off the side. He's got a, he's got a line drive swing. So uh, I, I think the Padres fans have been waiting a while to see what he could do at the major league level. I know he's only 21, about to turn 22, but they've been waiting pretty much all season. Uh, and I kind of would have said, hey, temper your expectations. The kid's only 21. And so far I would have been proven dead wrong. He's been, he's, he, it looks like he belongs here. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty nice. Um, it's got to be. You know, this is a time that they really. I mean, every non-contending team um, does spend this time looking at some of their September call-ups, kind of having you know a tryout of sorts, even though they wouldn't actually ever call it that. Um, but there's other teams like. I mean, not to call anybody out, but like I was talking to Steve Gilbert about the Diamondbacks, and they don't have nearly a, as much to really be looking at now to look forward to next year to be feeling pretty good about things. And the Padres, as we've been talking about, I mean, they have really been working in the last couple of years to get into the situation where they do have, they are building. And so I, I think that they have to feel like um, next year could be totally different from this year. Yeah. And the, and the interesting thing is that there's, there's, there's an aspect of that, that is their own doing that this year is so different from next year because they opted to keep all these four guys at AAA as long as they did. Uh, and part of it, part of it could be viewed as a little bit of a hindrance because they've got these four guys who could potentially be, have roster spots next year. If you, if you ask me, I'd say all four of them are probably going to be on the opening day roster next season, or at least they'll be on the team very quickly. Um, they don't they don't really know what these guys can do yet. Uh, the sample size is way too small. Yes, Manny Margot's look good. Yes, Carlos Fly has fought hard a few times. Uh, yes, Hunter Renfro is a cannon in right field, but the sample size is just way too small to really know. Uh, so while other teams may have gotten the entire September to look at these kids, Padres get two weeks, and I think going into spring training, it's just going to be the whole entire roster is going to be a total toss-up. For there's going to be position battles. I talked to Andy Green about this. He says there's going to be position battles pretty much across the board. Uh, I think uh, Will Myers at first base, and you know Harris Silarte at third, and even he could potentially move to second. I think Ryan Schimp profiles better at third baseman. So it's just it's just wide open going into uh, next spring. Yeah. Um, so you had a really interesting story about Rule Five pick Luis Perdomo, um, and I thought it was interesting. The, the whole Rule Five phenomenon is fascinating if you really dissect it. But the fact is that they, once you pick them, yet they have to stay on the major league roster all season, which is often a detriment to the player um, and the player's development. 
But with Perdomo, there, he's made this progress, and then he kind of had like a light ball moment halfway through. He could really be a part of, of the team's future. Um, can you kind of just explain like what went on with him and his progression this year? Yeah, he could end up being the number two starter next season, which is un- unbelievable. I'll, I'll say one thing, going back to spring training and even the first month of the season, he looked like it looked like there was no way he was going to sneak through the season with the Padres. And that was kind of their plan all along, sneak him through the year, uh, kind of keep him under the radar at the back of the bullpen. But he couldn't even – he was having trouble making it through one inning. I know on opening day he gave six runs in one inning to the Dodgers. And then uh, mm-hmm. the front office kind of called down, called down to Darren Balser, the pitching coach, and said, uh, hey, you need, to, you need to try a sinker with him. His four-seam fastball, he, he, his fastball hit 97, 98 miles an hour, but it wasn't, he wasn't getting any swings and misses on it. So they asked him to make, develop, develop a sinker. And I talked to Fidelmo about it, and he essentially said that the players were kind of sitting on his four-seam fastball, and they were hitting it whenever, whenever he fell behind in the count. And he says, hey, now they're sitting on my sinker when, they fall behind, when I fall behind in the count. But they're hitting the same pitch. They're just hitting ground balls to shortstop and ground balls to second base. So essentially what, what he kind of developed, uh, it, it took all of one game of catch to develop this pitch. He wasn't even throwing a bullpen session. It was just Darren Bosley and Luis Perdomo tinkering with his grip, and he found a grip that worked for him, and all of a sudden he has this nasty sinker that's kind of gotten him through the season. As, uh, he's been the Padres' best pitcher in the second half of the season. So uh, he's only 23 years old. I think uh, the plan next year was for him to go to double-A, or initially it was. Now – like I said, he could end up being the uh, the number the number two starter uh, heading into the season. So it's a remarkable story. He's uh, and part of it, 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 you can't attribute everything to the sinker. Sinker's a great pitch. Part of it's his mental makeup. He's the type of kid who, when he gave up six runs to the Dodgers in opening day, didn't really seem to get too down on himself. Which, when you're 23 years old and you never pitched above single A, uh, that that seems to me like that's pretty rare. So it's it's a combination, I'd say of his mental makeup and just the fact that he's developed his pitch and obviously has a lot of talent. Yeah, I was just going to ask you, like, is there, is the, there's got to be like a confidence issue, right? So when something clicks like that and then he goes out and it works, I mean, and the confidence factor that you talk about his mental makeup, I mean, that's all sort of goes hand in hand. Um, and that could really go a long way if he goes into every star thinking, okay, now I'm the man. Um, and, you know, I say that, I mean, most major league players feel that way all the time, even when they're out there getting their, mm-hmm. getting their uh, stuff handed to them. But, um, but confidence, I mean, it, it's got to be huge in this situation. Yeah, and here, an interesting story, Carlos Villanueva, who's kind of a veteran reliever in the Padres bullpen, I guess, uh, pulled Andy Green aside at some point in, uh, in May, and th- they were talking about Perdomo, and he essentially said, hey, he's, he's got what it takes. It's just going to take him a little bit. And he relayed the story of Hector Rondon, who was also a Rule 5 pick, and I believe he was coming off surgery in 2013 for the Cubs. Uh, Villanueva was a part of that team. He said, yeah, it just took him half the season. He figured something out, something clicked, and all of a sudden he was dominant. Uh, it takes some time with these Rule 5 guys. Uh, I would never have said Luis Perdomo would have been the best pitcher on the staff in the second half if you had asked me in spring training because he was just getting lit up. But uh, – so much, of it is, so much of it is a confidence thing, and he has that the pitch. You can kind of see it, it's, it's very clear that he belongs now in the Padres clubhouse, and that's more than one person, is more than one of his teammates and coaches have said that. Oh, that's awesome. Good for him. Um, so just one last topic on a very sad note, but with Solarte losing his wife, it came as a big shock to people that obviously are not uh, locked into the Padres and didn't know what was going on. Um, lost his wife to cancer, such a young woman, and um, three daughters. 
So, so such tragic news. Um, he seems to be taking some kind of comfort in having returned to the team and really been gotten, been given a lot of support. Um, is, is that something that's been helping him? Is, does he seem to be doing okay? As okay as he could be. Obviously, it's just the news is just crushing. Um, yeah. But it, it, I think one thing that you get reminded with, with everything that's happened, obviously uh, the Solarte news and the Jose Fernandez news, is that uh, – Baseball is more than baseball is more than just like a collection of guys that play a sport. Uh, they're all kind of there for each other and relate to each other on some level. Um, and obviously, it's cliche to call it call a team a family, but I think uh, from what I've seen so far, the Padres view it as a family, uh, and they they view it as how can we support him in any way, and he kind of views it as a as a as kind of a comfort zone family type atmosphere to be back here. So I think. Uh, he seems to be. It, it seems to be. It seems to me that he's in the right place right now, uh, being here back with the team. Obviously, wherever he needed to be, the Padres were willing to were willing to work with him. Um, but uh, that, that, I think that's that's something that shouldn't be overlooked is the, is the sense of uh, sense of a family that the, that Major League Baseball as a whole. It wasn't just. I mean, the Rockies had a moment of silence uh, for uh, Juliet Solarte. Uh, it was just kind of everyone kind of comes together when when things when things turn tragic like this. Yeah, I think that one thing we learned from Jose, the Jose Fernandez situation is how many players from – I mean, I, I think I read 15 stories about, from other teams besides the Marlins where there were players who had a close personal relationship with Fernandez uh, playing in, growing up with him in Florida or playing winter wherever their paths cross as youths or as minor leaguers or, you know, they work out together in this city um, – and I would imagine, so maybe on a different level with Solarte, but the same thing, that it's not just the Padres. It, it, he probably has friends peppered throughout the game just by circumstance. That's just kind of how this game works. And the, he, I, I know for a fact that he received support from players from at least from double-digit teams, uh, kind of just checking in, making sure uh, everything was okay or as, or as okay as it could be. So it's, I'll, I'll say one thing. He, he has – sort of an infectious personality in the clubhouse. He's one of those guys that, that a lot of these younger Latino players really look up to. And um, it's, as, as tragic as the circumstances are, it's, it's good to see him back. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, AJ, thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll catch up with you. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.